What's better? Do you think it's better to just look at the clock when we start and know what time it is to start a stopwatch that we can then pause? It's 20 o'clock start... time for lunch. <laughs> Should we start with like a 45-minute timer and then time us down from that? And I'm slipping into the bad impression again. I don't know why. I'm going to reset the timer in a minute. <laughs> I can't seem to stop the bad impressions. Oh, no. No matter what happens, we keep going and going. <laughs> it's an endless cycle. This is Glenn's demo reel, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you've done. <laughs> and I have nowhere to go from here. <laughs> I don't know what a cold open entirely is. And if this is one, where we go from here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need a topic for the cold open. Just something to talk about for like a couple of minutes. So, new podcast, huh? Apparently, yeah. I mean, I guess we got tired of the old one. Well, out with the old and with the new, I always say. Well, everybody always says that. It's not anything original. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I've never really said it before. I don't normally say that. <laughs> but if it's a podcast, a new podcast, then why not try a new skill or something new? I don't know. Like we could try doing a cold open for this one instead of just opening with our names? Like maybe this is it. Maybe it is. But then do we introduce ourselves or not? I suppose eventually we should. Well, maybe they, do they already know who we are? Probably not. Okay. Well, I'm still Glenn. It bears repeating, though. And I'm, I'm still Jim. Okay. Well, then is this our show? This or is that our show? That's our show. pretty happy with how that turned out it almost sounds like it was done at a professional session almost almost not certainly not like it was done in separate sessions and mixed together and redone and pitch corrected and, and all of that good possibly stuff. possibly with some not real instruments but who's counting well i mean i don't know <laughs> it's got a real trumpet i know that because i played it it has a real trumpet it has real guitar it has real bass and it has real synthesizers <laughs> uh, well yes it does uh can't speak to the drummer though yeah Hey, it all that works. was the guy I couldn't afford. Yeah. So this is That's Our Show, in case you haven't figured that out yet, but you probably figured it out when you clicked on it, I would assume. I hope so. Or yeah. you just completely chose a podcast at random to start listening to. Hey, whatever works, you know, if uh, that's how we get your ears, then that's how we get your ears. <laughs> we suck them in. <laughs> I am not sucking on anyone's ears. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so why are we moving to a new podcast? I guess that's the first question. Instead of continuing the backstage show, I guess, like, as we said, we just got tired of it and well, we ran so, out of ideas so explain for those who don't know that uh, how could anybody not know about that world famous podcast <laughs> <laughs> well i, I hate to break possible. it to you what <laughs> how Are many you... tens of listeners did we actually have <laughs> I, I i assumed tens of thousands um, i stopped checking so i assume since we've stopped that we've gained all of the new listeners did you assume exponential growth in this business model of course i did okay well that was your mistake <laughs> Anyway, so for those who did not know or would not have had reason to come across it, Glenn and I hosted another podcast called The Backstage Show, which was all about community theater. Yeah, kind of most specifically community theater in the suburban Philadelphia area. That's mostly what we covered. We kind of intended to cover more at the first uh, when we started, but eh, that didn't pan out quite as much as we were expecting, but yeah. 
Well, we did 100 episodes over five seasons, over roughly a three and a half year period, I think it was. Something like that. Something like that. And those episodes are still all out there. If this is something that would interest you, by all means, go check it out, The Backstage Show. Yeah, go ahead and listen to that. And, uh, you know, as we've said often on there, we may throw out another occasional episode on that, but we kind of just felt that it had played itself out and we covered all the topics we wanted to cover or really were able to cover. Just about, yeah. But uh, we still like recording that. We had fun with it. We like talking, at least to each other, sometimes to other people. We like to talk, (laughs) I guess. We like to hear ourselves talk. I don't know. I mostly like to hear myself talk. I'm not so interested in you, but you know. (laughs) Okay, fine. It's got to fill in the empty space somehow. I can't talk nonstop. Oh, wait, I do have my own podcast that I do (laughs) that on too. But, you know, between that and, of course, the legal requirement that everyone needs to have a podcast. So Really? You didn't, you weren't aware of that legal, well, that's a good thing I brought you into this, otherwise you would have been in violation. My God. Yeah, so if you don't have a podcast, get on that, because you are legally required to have one at this point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, because of that, we figured we'd, bullet there. We'd, uh, we'd continue doing something, but we weren't really sure what to do, which is why it's been... Uh, approximately one while since we've put out anything in the backstage show. I don't even know how long it's been. A couple, I, few months, about a year? Six, seven months, maybe. That's not too bad. Depending on when this actually gets released, maybe eight or nine, I don't know. Yeah, a year, three years, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Time's all relative anyway, right? But we wanted something different, something that we felt we could sustain maybe a little better than we were able to do the backstage show. So we've been kicking around ideas probably since before we even close that one out yeah we we threw out some ideas during some of the episodes of the backstage show as far as where we might take it and some occasionally when we spoke off the microphone too (laughs) yeah (laughs) some ideas came to mind just maybe kind of personalizing this obviously we're really not going to be talking about community theater in this forum but we'll be talking about plenty of other things mainly on more of a personal level i guess not necessarily going into our deep darkest personal lives but i guess we'll see well who knows (laughs) stay tuned (laughs) yeah a little bit of that, a little bit of perhaps some nostalgia thrown in, thinking yeah. back since we're children of the 70s, yeah, children of the 70s slash 80s slash 90s. Children's child, 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Are we going to have outtakes or is that all just going to be in? I think that'll all be in. Ah, whatever. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a bit of that in maybe, just... Our own personal experiences with that. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, we can kind of say at this point, you know, I am a uh, solid Gen Xer, born in 1970. Jim is a bit younger than me. You're kind of like in that Gen X millennial yeah. crossover, Xennial, The so-called whatever. Oregon Trail generation, there the sub-generation. Go. Yeah. So, you know, I can remember rotary phones. and I can too. Uh, uh, the release of the Walkman. I don't remember that so well because I was a little too young. Yeah. Um, what else? Other old <laughs> things. But Other see, old when gadgets. You, that when kids you get to just... be my age, you start to forget all the stuff you're supposed to remember. <laughs> <laughs> that the kids, uh, other old gadgets that the kids these days are just thinking of as instruments of yore. Yes. And, of course, life before internet. Yeah. Life before yes. cable television, for that matter. Uh, well, I mean, not so much in that department, but certainly life before internet. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we're kind of like coming from that angle and there'll yeah. be uh, some stuff with that. Other just random interests that we may have. Yeah. We have other interests besides theater, uh, be it yep. uh, writing, be it music, be yep. it 
wine connoisseuring. <laughs> beer drinking. Beer guzzling and <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of stuff with that. And we will be getting to some of that later this episode. Yes, uh, stay but tuned. we still wanted to talk a little bit more about what this will be, what this won't be. We talked about uh I think maybe I had to convince you a little bit of this with the with the content gamification kind of thing, where we're kind of like uh, we're, we're rather than just be like, OK, we're going to do a taste test of different French fries. We can do stuff where we kind of turn that into a game and whether we're both trying to guess like, I don't know where these French fries came from or how they were cooked or something like that, instead of just tasting them and being like, this one is this, this one is this. <laughs> We're it's a highly of, specific example. I, I don't know that why that popped into my head. <laughs> I didn't want to use the example of what we're doing later in this episode. I right, didn't want to right. reveal that yet, although it may have already been revealed in the title. I don't know. Or, But anyway, so kind of like a gamification. Sometimes we'll be competing against each other with that. Sometimes we might team up to both try to figure something out. I don't know how we're doing that, but that will kind of like start to play out. And it may take us a few episodes to get our feet under us for that. Get our feet wet, we're, get our wet feet under us. I don't know what... We're making a little bit of this up as we go along. Yeah. And in addition to that, we'll, you know, talk about our lives generally more more about us, I guess, than about specific theater stuff. We're not going to be talking about theater so much. It may come up, but it's not going to be... Certainly not going to be every episode. Certainly not the focus. We're not talking about current events. We're not making this political or anything like that it's us talking it's not us chatting <laughs> well it is us it's chatting, us chatting. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah rather than being on a specific topic that spans several episodes we might have a topic in one episode and we'll get to that later in this episode but it's not topic centric it's personality centric is that a good way to put it sure why not in, in as much <laughs> as we have personalities <laughs> and in addition to that Scripted content. Yes, uh, that is sort of a, an element that we wanted to mix into this, and we're still ironing out how we will establish a balance of that in terms of content of us just chatting on mm -hmm. topics versus presenting scripted presentations. Most likely, I guess we will be either devoting segments to the scripted content or potentially whole episodes to it. Yeah, I think it's more going to be more segment driven than episode driven because these episodes will be a bit longer, most likely, than the backstage show episodes were. True. So it's going to be like, well, we're opening now. We're sitting and discussing what this podcast is going to be. Well, then we might, you know, take a break, commercial break, as it were, <laughs> and come back and have a discussion on another topic, or we might have some of that content gamification that I was referring to, or we might have a scripted segment or something like that. It'll be divided into chunks more so than a full episode. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. And I guess a that's variety a variety show. In a, in yeah, a, it, it kind speaking. of is. I, I, I think that's a good way to put it, is that it is kind of a, a well, I was going to say a comedy variety show, but it's entirely possible that some of the scripted content could be dramatic yes. in nature. Knowing us, Maybe not so much, but <laughs> we do tend to... Why so serious, Glenn? <laughs> we do tend a little bit more toward the comedic end, I think. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, in case you... If <laughs> you haven't been listening to the, the backstage show and then pick up on that. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good overview. Is that a good spot to have our first... Sure, and we don't want to, you know, paint ourselves into a corner either. This is just yeah. where we think we're going 
from the outset of it, but we could end up in an entirely different place five yeah. or ten episodes down the road. Exactly. It's going to be kind of, you know, we're working as we speak with you. We actually did record a test episode that was really just a full episode of us talking about what this was going to be and trying to discover it as we were talking. And that did not work yeah, out. Yeah, it was trying to drop a mission statement and also trying to force conversation on mm-hmm. some topics we thought of. Yeah, which did not lit. work at all. So we're restarting. We had more discussion around it, what we were going to be, what we were going to do. We have a bit more of an idea of where this episode is going. We're going to take these little breaks, like I said. And I think with that... Sounds like a good time for a break. Sounds like it to me. All right. So we were going to start this episode. Well, I guess we're not starting. We were going to talk this episode about, well, as, as Jim wrote it, how we became alcoholics, which I guess I don't know entirely what you were thinking by that, no, but I figured how we kind of started our journey with drinking that was kind of meant to be somewhat tongue-in-cheek i i i sure hope so i hope unless you have a problem i'm not aware of well or maybe i'm not aware of it <laughs> that's it could be maybe that's well. part of the problem so what you know i know a lot of people like start drinking super young like people start in high school and that kind of thing and i never really did anything i like was not one of those people yeah now uh as i was raised jewish there are Wait, what yes i know it's <laughs> shocking i know you had no idea i <laughs> so yeah wow there, you're dropping bombs reed <laughs> there there are certain holidays and ceremonies involved uh passover is the one where you have you're supposed to have like four glasses of wine throughout the ceremony and i think because of that like i used to have that you know the the glass of manischewitz during that where there's these tiny little i don't know half ounce glasses probably where you're totaling about a couple of ounces of wine, but... That is real wine, though, It right? is real wine. Okay. Manischewitz is real wine. It tastes kind of like Concord grape juice. It's super sweet, yeah. and I don't think I would touch it now, but <laughs> yeah, back then, like, that was probably my introduction to an alcoholic drink. Right. I, I have to walk back my statement a little bit. I mean, I was certainly around plenty of alcohol, and I'm sure I sampled mm-hmm. when I was... Well, I won't say what age, because I don't want to incriminate myself, but... <laughs> Um, let's just say I certainly got to a point where I was completely, you know, against it myself doing, drinking myself. Mm -hmm. Just, I avoided it entirely. Yeah. I didn't really start drinking, I would say until college, but definitely, I mean, I'll go ahead and incriminate myself. It was definitely before I was 21. Right. For sure. That started pretty much freshman year of college because I was kind of, I was pretty reserved in high school. I didn't go to a lot of parties. The parties that I went to, if there was alcohol, I did not know about it. Right. Um, Or I avoided it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I might have avoided it if I did know about it. Well, I don't know what it was like when you were growing up in your teens, but certainly when I was growing up in my teens, that was, you know, kind of a touchy subject to, you know, if you're around that kind of a scene, then Mm -hmm. whether... You potentially could get in trouble, guilty by association, even if you weren't partaking yourself. So I... I do think there was a certain amount of that. I mean, I grew up in, you know, the Nancy Reagan just say no era, but that mm-hmm. was more about drugs than alcohol. Yeah, yeah. But I think in, in my teenage years, it was more, it was, I think, more impressed upon, you know, underage drinking coming with some serious penalties if you got caught with it. Yeah, I don't recall that. I guess it just wasn't something that... 
interested me at the time. And that's why I, I really couldn't even say if that was a big situation, if people made a deal about that. At so any did rate, you, yeah, I wasn't interested at that point. Anyway. And, and did you drink before 21 in college? No. If you are willing to... No, wow. No, I didn't. See, I, because I was so reserved in high school, when I got to college, it was like, woo, like <laughs> everything was like cut loose and I'm like, you know, binge, binge drinking. I mean, which is, or at least was when I started college, almost an expectation if not accepted. Now, it was in that era where some fraternities were getting in trouble mm-hmm. because of things that they were doing at their parties. But I was going into fr- fraternities where there was like, you know, kegs there and it was help yourself and nobody was exactly checking IDs at these parties. So yeah, <laughs> that was pretty – I can remember I think freshman year of, of college – where we had this contest where we were like sneaking in a keg of beer into the dorms <laughs> for an entire week, like every night for a week. Okay, wow. <laughs> so yeah, you want to talk about how we became alcoholics. I guess at that time, I was definitely drinking too much. And yeah, that was not a good situation for me to be in, but it was really just being able to cut loose. And I think I just went a bit overboard until I got a hang of it probably by my sophomore year. And by the time... I did turn 21. It was like kind of a big deal for me to be able to buy it myself, but it wasn't like I wasn't at that point. I was already drinking fairly regularly, Mm -hmm. whereas different for you. Yeah, a bit. Well, I I certainly went to a college that had a bit of a reputation as a party school. Where did you go? Lehigh University. Okay. I was at University of Delaware, which I think has something of a reputation as well. Well, at least it did at that time in the 1990s. And uh, it had certainly a strong fraternity presence at the time. Mm -hmm. But probably towards the end of my tenure there, they were cracking down on that a lot. And as I understand it now, it's changed a lot since that time, I think because a lot of the fraternities got in some hot water with that. Yeah, I know that happened at Delaware as well. Yeah. So when I got to college and was around exposed to that, I just felt like this isn't really my scene. And I also had kind of a personal hang up with the idea of, I don't want to lose control. Yeah. I mean, I came with that. I I came across that later and I can discuss that more, Mm -hmm. but that's an issue for me. Even to this day, I just don't drink much at all anymore. Mm. I drink regularly, but small amounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, until I got more into drinking and getting a feel for what it's really like, I was just kind of completely avoiding being in that situation of losing control or feeling Mm. like I was going to be losing control. I think this really is something where our difference in age kind of comes into play there because, you know, when I'm starting college, it's the late 80s, like how far removed, when did like Animal House come out? 78. 78. So I'm like 10 years after that, but that's still kind of the attitude going in there. And my dorm freshman year, the my the floor of my dorm freshman year was kind of known like practically as the animal house of dorms. Like <laughs> it was a mess. Everybody there was like drinking. And like I said, we had that keg thing for a whole week. It was – and I think that attitude overall has changed. And I think that's for the better because I know – that hurt me going in. And it was good that I was able to get that, I guess, out of my system because I was such a reserved guy before then. And Mm -hmm. not that I'm like, you know, continuing to be wild and crazy. I kind of got it out of my system, I guess. 
So it was good for me to be able to do that. But I don't think that's a good thing overall. I, I binge drinking is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was in college kind of with a mission statement. I was pretty focused on my academics and I didn't want to have too many distractions. So mm-hmm. I tried to kind of avoid that scene to a large degree. I didn't pledge. I had no interest in pledging. I didn't either. Um, so I, you know, every once in a while, maybe I went to a party on a weekend, but not not a whole, whole lot, I guess, really. So I just avoided the alcohol scene to a large degree until when I turned 21. Yeah, I had a drink at my birthday and <laughs> Maybe I wasn't even really drinking beer much at that point. I mm. It was probably maybe within a couple months after that that I started to get into drinking beer. Okay. My drink of choice back in college was bush beer. Okay. <laughs> I think I jumped on at the yingling train. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was what a lot of people I knew were, were drinking at the time and mm-hmm. still do, uh, most likely, but... Uh, yeah, I skipped uh, Miller Lite and Natty and <laughs> Beast. Uh, I had all of that crap. Peels. I just remember day-old peels, a day-old keg of peels, and I cannot go anywhere near that beer anymore after that experience. <laughs> uh, so, you know, one thing led to another. I think uh, senior year was certainly probably a little bit of senioritis set in, so mm-hmm. we were all of legal age at that point. That wasn't really a concern anymore, but uh, every occasionally we would you know partake a little bit heavier also oh that's right that was also i think around the time when like the spiked lemonades and things like that had uh, become yeah. popular Mike's hard lemonade I yes <laughs> right so i would say between that and yingling and similar ilk were probably my gateway drinks right as it were i think wine coolers were still popular when i was yeah, in college <laughs> those were kind of out of fashion i think by this point but thank you for your support that's what took the place of it <laughs> yeah Um, And now it's the hard seltzers have taken the place of those. Yeah, right, right. So that kind of is where I came in. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I really had too much of a, maybe a a mixed drink here or there, but don't think I really got too much into the hard liquor. Yeah, it was mostly beer in college, I think. Mostly cheap beer. (laughs) (laughs) And occasionally cheap hard liquor. Well, that was... For me, that was also part of the turnoff was it was that I had to acquire a taste for alcoholic beverages. I did not have one Yeah, I think I, before that, I really started drinking them more. That to me is more where things turn the corner where I started getting into wine and started to drink less for the social aspects, less for the, how to put it, <laughs> less for the alcohol aspects (laughs) and more for the taste more for the enjoyment and learning that wine at least to me is more of a food than a beverage and it's something that enhances a meal yeah and tastes different depending on what you're eating it with and can really make things good and then with the craft beer explosion getting more into the nuances of beer and what you like what you don't like and that turned the corner for me and I was drinking more out of interest in drinking and interest in the flavors than I was an interest to how it affected me. Right. Just getting trashed or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, I never, as you said, as I was making that transition and still drinking sometimes to feel the effects, I would get to a certain point where I would get so drunk, I would start pacing and 
some people who know me well know this, that I would like, mo- most people can't really tell when I've had too much to drink. Yeah, but you hide it pretty well. I, I do because I don't like being out of control. So I, I'm spending so much effort being in control. But then when I actually am starting to lose control, I start pacing, just trying to get it out of my system and getting very anxious about it. But the irony here is that for years, and this continued even as I transitioned to drinking for taste, not drinking for the sake of drinking, was to some extent, I was self-medicating my mental issues. You know, Mm. as I've discussed on our previous podcast, I, I have anxiety and I have been diagnosed with OCD. Before I was diagnosed with these, unknowingly, I was drinking enough to keep some of those, the symptoms of that in check. And this is something that I think a lot of people do often without even realizing it. Hmm. The self-medicating is, is quite extensive and it, it, it works to some extent, but it's <laughs> well. not a healthy way to do it. And, you know, since being diagnosed, since going to therapy, since being properly medicated, I don't need to self-medicate anymore. And while I still drink regularly, I'm drinking, I know I'm drinking for the right reasons. Is there a, <laughs> is that a, like a way to put it? I mean, you know, drinking's not for everyone and it's not necessarily the healthiest thing to be doing in moderation. It's supposed to be fine for you. Some will argue that it's even good for you in moderation, but let's face it, it's just not for everyone. You could take the uh, Cliff Clavin tact about it and uh, say that you're just trying to weed out the weaker brain cells. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I have killed more than my share of brain cells and it hasn't been a good thing, but I feel I'm, you know, in a good place now. And and I will say, public service announcement, go to a doctor, go to a psychiatrist, go to a psychologist, whatever it is you need to do and, and, and make sure that you're in the place that you think you are because a lot of the times you may not be where you think you are. You may not be doing what you think you're doing for the right reasons. And it's just something that I came to realize. And it was just a very interesting realization to know that I was drinking to alleviate symptoms of OCD Mm. without even realizing it. Interesting. I mean, I don't think I could put myself in a similar category. I probably... We'll probably cop to occasionally using it as some level of stress relief. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where when you start feeling like, oh, man, I need a drink today. That's when it's like you should question that. Mm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I've also noted that sometimes I just need to like sit down like it's a ritual sort of thing and it's not necessarily the alcohol content that's doing it it's just kind of the ritual of of opening a beer and pouring and sitting down and just kind of relaxing and drinking it to the point that i've wondered sometimes about trying to find a palatable non-alcoholic beer just so you can still have that ritual because i haven't found like a cup of coffee sometimes will do that for me back when i used to drink more tea a cup of tea could do that it's a relaxing ritual Usually, actually, it's probably more pouring a glass of scotch for me that does that. <laughs> that just smelling it is just relaxing mm, to me. It's an experience. It, it is. It's a whole experience. And I think that when you're getting to that point where the the alcohol is more of an experience than just a means to an end, mm. I think that's a better place to be. Yeah. If you're, <laughs> I guess maybe one other thing I might cop to is that I to some degree, I've probably experienced a lot of social anxiety over my lifetime. So 
Yeah, I, they, they do refer to alcohol as a social lubricant. So. Yeah, well, I think I can relate to that to a large degree. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that as well. And as I said, it's, it's you know, not just OCD with me, it is anxiety as well, although the, the two often go hand in hand to some extent. But yeah, uh, th- there's a reason that alcohol comes out at social occasions, because I think almost everybody, to some extent, has a certain amount of anxiety in social situations, <laughs> some more than others, of course. Yeah. And whether that's a diagnosable thing, something that should be otherwise actively medicated instead of passively medicated, I, I don't know how else to, to put it, self-medicated. <laughs> I, I guess I'm sure you'll get some people looking at that and just saying, well, alcohol is bad and you shouldn't be doing that. And I don't feel like I can come down on that side. I don't know that it's that black and white, you know? Uh, yeah, I think it it's a personal decision, I guess. And yeah, it's something, it's easily abusable. It can certainly cause problems for people. Absolutely. And, um, it comes back to that control thing again. It can cause things to happen that maybe shouldn't have if people were a little bit more in control of themselves. So there's mm-hmm. there's a fine line to walk. Yeah, there really is. And I mean, obviously, there's, there's laws and such in yeah. place to try to prevent that. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to come down solidly on one side or the other with saying, you know, alcohol is good, alcohol is bad. I think in moderation, it can be fine. I guess it comes down to a personal thing. And it's probably not a bad idea every once in a while for anybody to just be like, I'm not going to drink for a month or I'm not going to drink for a week or whatever amount of time just to prove to yourself that you can. Or yeah, just uh, just drink on weekends only, which is yeah. what I usually do not always but usually i'll be perfectly honest i tend to drink most days but i will have like you know a small pour of wine which doesn't even equate to an entire drink or one one 12 ounce beer Mm -hmm. so i'm not drinking more than one drink a day right yeah i probably should for a while go down to just weekends usually like a scotch or something like that is just a weekend thing for me now if i'm vacation or holiday i certainly don't abide by that <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's again i'm not having nine days out of ten probably even more than that i'm not having more than one drink in a day mm-hmm. it's not like i'm feeling the effects of that so you're drunk whether right or not now bad, aren't you <laughs> Maybe a little over-caffeinated, but, but the <laughs> well, drug comes problem. Say, that's say, another episode. <laughs> that's another, caffeine's another episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you're interested in giving your two cents, uh, we probably have a website. I know we have a phone number. We, we did have one. Oh, let me see if I can remember the phone number. 818-396-7856. Wow, that's impressive. You still remember it. 818-396-7856. That's Give right. us a call. Give us your opinion on alcohol. <laughs> Let us know whether you think I'm an alcoholic and should stop, or or if Jim is, or if both of us are, or whatever. Offer your opinions, and we'd be interested or, to know. Or offer us treatment. I don't know. doesn't mean we're going to take you up on it, but hey, why not? Whatever. Yeah. All right, so we got a bit deep into our own personal histories with alcohol and how that's changed a bit over time. But so it got a little more serious than I had thought yeah, it would, but you know. Perhaps. So we'll lighten the mood up a little bit. We actually have a little plan today to see if we can, how well we do with a blind wine taste test. Specifically, the plan is to see if we can tell the difference between red wine and white wine while blindfolded. Yes. and so, Not there, by color. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we both have uh, blindfolds that we will be 
like I said, blind Daunting. taste test. We'll be just drinking them without seeing what they are mm-hmm. and trying to determine if we can guess. All right. So, yes, there's white and red. We also have... Just to throw things off. Yeah. We also have a rosé mm-hmm. and an orange wine. Yeah, that's something that I just recently discovered even existed. I was not aware of its I never heard of it until you told me. Yeah. um, See, I should have pulled this up ahead of time. Orange. We're well prepared, as always. (laughs) I think we used to be more well prepared. (laughs) What is orange wine? So orange wine is white wine, technically speaking. And it's not orange flavored or made with orange juice. It's not fermented orange juice or anything. It is grapefruit orange. But unlike most white wines... It leaves the skins in contact right. with the juice. So usually your white wines are skins removed. Yeah. Your red wines are fermented with the skins. Okay. But this is a white wine grape where they leave the skins in. It's a white wine grape that they ferment as if it were a red wine grape. Right. That's not easy to say. That's white a wine big... grape with fermented as if it were I... <laughs> Well, if you're Elmer Fudd or Baba <laughs> Wawa, look that one up. <laughs> Can you look that up? Can you look up Baba Wawa? <laughs> Only if you type it that way. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> well, this will certainly be my first time trying an orange wine. It actually will be mine, my first time as well. Yes. I, as I said, I just kind of, I guess as I was doing research for red versus white, I discovered, I'm like, oh, we should throw in a rosé. And then I'm like, oh, there's actually another type of wine out there that mm-hmm. has, I think, grown in popularity recently. A little bit. It was still a little difficult to get to find a bottle of it, but I did yeah. find one that I think is made with uh, uh, Pinot Grigio grapes, I believe it is. Okay. So that will be an interesting experience. But g- before we get into that, we can give a little bit of background on our experience, our, our interest in wines. Exactly. So in the previous segment, I talked about kind of getting into beer and things like Mike's Hard Lemonade and those kinds of drinks. It certainly took me a lot longer to develop a palate for wine, especially dry wines, which is pretty much all I drink now. I always thought of like beer as like a college student drink and wine as something you drink, you know, older, more sophisticated, classier. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I kind of viewed it. But I I I did start to, uh, yeah, appreciate how wine, I think I may have said this in the last segment about how wine is kind of like a food almost. Well, it certainly has a unique relationship with the food that you pair it with. There's the whole thing with wine and food pairings and it certainly... And we make it a point when we're, my wife and I, when we're having meals here, if we're going to have wine with dinner, we are always conscious about trying to find something that would, whatever we happen to have available, that mm-hmm. would be best a suited good with the meal. Right. And I know in vacations with your wife and with my wife, we have occasionally gotten together and gone wine tasting. Yep. I know there was one trip. I think the first time we did this was a trip that my wife and I were taking, which came to be known as the Great Northeast Journey, where we went up the East Coast into Canada, across Canada to Toronto, stopped at Niagara Falls, and then we're like, oh, look, you know, coming home from Niagara Falls, you go through the Finger Lakes region, let's spend a few days there. And you were like, oh, hey, it just happens to be. Yeah, and we happen to be, my wife and I happen to be staying in the Finger Lakes area at that time. So by the time Glenn and his wife were passing through, we had a day that we could, Mm -hmm. or a day or two, maybe it was a day and a half, I don't know, that we could meet up and hang out together and go wine tasting, go visiting wineries. And that was a fun day. It was a fun day. And I think because of that, subsequently, I think we probably met a few times and did some local wineries. I think we have. We also had a trip in Virginia a few years after that, where we started out in Williamsburg and there was a least, what, one or two wineries there that we visited. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of headed towards Western Virginia and stopped off at a couple other wineries 
on the way. Yeah, we t- and we took um, what's the road? Skyline Highway, Skyline Drive. Yeah, Skyline Drive. We we took that across and then stopped in Gettysburg, where there were also a, a few more wineries. Yeah, that was the end of that trip. Yeah, yeah, that was one that we uh, became known as the Bergs. Apparently, my wife and I name our vacations. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we've had some experience with that together and separately, and kind of gotten into wine on our own uh, individually, and have. M- I guess that evolved also as part of our friendship. Sure. It was it was an ingredient. It was sort of a, a social activity that we could all kind of yeah. rally around, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> My wife and I have also gone on other trips or have included in other vacations where we've been uh, we've been up to visit wineries up in the Poconos and mm-hmm. the Hudson Valley area. Well, when we took a Californian trip, this was over 10 years ago, we made a point, obviously, to visit Sonoma Valley and Napa Valley. So we made oh, several yeah, my, stops there. I, I had kind of forgotten about that when my wife and I had a trip uh, before we got married. Was it before we got married? I don't know. It was either before we got married or early on in our mm-hmm. uh, a marriage where we went. We flew across to Los Angeles and then drove up the coast to San Francisco. Okay. Well, and we stopped ride. like in uh, Solvang and did the wineries there. That's uh, what, what is that movie that has all of the, the Solvang wineries? Sideways? Sideways, yes. Okay. Good movie. Anyway, so we did those wineries, and then up in San Francisco, my uncle lives there and and does some stuff with wineries in that area. So I think it was which valley? Suisun Valley. Yeah, if he hears this, he's going to be mad at me for not remembering <laughs> which it is. But he took Why us you? to some places there. So and there's also been when we've uh, visited my wife's family in Texas, we went up to Hill Country and went to some wineries there. I guess overall, it happens a lot less now that we have a uh, a small child. Well, yeah, yeah, kind of hard to take him along to the wineries. But I don't know. Some of them are kind of family friendly. But... Uh, they are, and I mean, it's not like he's never been in a right. winery, uh, <laughs> but it's it's definitely uh, less of a focus for us now. We've also been kind of fortunate in that in the area in which we live, the general eastern, southeastern Pennsylvania area, mm-hmm. as well as into, say, central and northern New Jersey, that there are quite a lot of wineries available or have been over the years. So, And some of them are even decent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, surprisingly... Um, even though some of them are fairly new, we've been, I think, pleasantly surprised. By I, I think the they of them. have, over the last like ten years, have started to find which grapes are best cultivated in the area. Some of them still import. Their, yeah, their not all of them use juices. grapes that they actually grow in their premises. But uh, either. like like a Chambersin grows really well yes. in, in Pennsylvania, and uh, there's a few others. So I think the ones that do grow their grapes here have zeroed in on that, and the mm-hmm. others that import their grapes have just kind of. Um, refined their techniques, I guess. Right. Or like you said, import or. Right. Um, yeah. So we've really kind of become wine geeks. Yeah. <laughs> over yeah. the last 10, 15 years. Enophiles. So. I prefer enophile. What is it? Enophile. How do you spell that? O E N O P H I L E. Really? Yeah. I feel like it should be venophile. Uh, you would think, <laughs> but I believe it is enophile. O E N O P H P P H. Is that a letter now? Yes, H. The letter H. Enophile, a connoisseur of wines. Okay. Well, I. Onophile. Enophile. Enophile. All right. Thank you, Google. Yeah. Okay. That's enough out of you. With that. Uh, All right. Enophile it is. Onophile. I, I <laughs> Whatever it is. Wino. Um, 
So I will go pour your reds and whites and 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 beiges and whatever else other color wines we're doing, and uh, we'll see what you can identify. All right. So here's some of the ground rules. So Glenn's going to pour the wines for me in a different room. I I'll go. Be... I'll go do that, and you can continue talking about the rules. Okay. You're going to leave this all up to me. I'm leaving it all up to you. It's all you. Wow. It's like you're you know leaving me in charge of the house. You got something. this, man. It's okay. your house anyway. Well, it is, but. All right, so while Glenn steps away, he is going to be in the other room pouring wines in individual glasses for me to taste. He'll be using different glasses, one for each wine. I will be blindfolded during this whole experience, so I will not be able to see what it is I'm drinking. I will rely on him to hand me the glass safely so that I don't spill it. (laughs) After I drink it, I will attempt to guess. Now, here's the thing, Glenn. So I think there could be two levels of... Yes. There could be two levels of a contest here. One would be just to be able to guess what type of wine it is, be it white or red or rosé or the orange. Mm-hmm. Now, since we have multiple whites and reds, two should whites, there be reds. bonus points if we are able to successfully guess which wine specifically it is? Yes. Okay. One point per correct red or white guess, and then an additional point if you can guess which white or red? Yeah. Okay. So the menu for today, the, the flight, consists of the following, as I recall. On the whites side, we have Pinot Grigio, and we have Sauvignon Blanc, is it? Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay. I'm sorry, Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay. On the red side, we have a Cabernet Sauvignon and a Pinot Noir. And we have the aforementioned orange wine that we talked about a moment ago. That is a Pinot Grigio. That is a Pinot Grigio, I believe, as Glenn mentioned. And we have a Rosé. Which is not identified. An unidentified dry Rosé, I believe. Probably a blend, in case you couldn't hear that part. Uh, So these will be what I will be sampling, and then after I'm done, I will make my guesses, and then Glenn is going to tell me how many I got correct? Yes. Glenn will tell how many I got correct, and at that point, I will have the opportunity to change my answers? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and then once that is all done, Glenn will reveal how many I actually got right, and then we'll repeat the process with Glenn blindfolded and me serving him. Did I get all that right? I believe so. Excellent. But we should have mentioned that we put them all to the same temperature. Ah, yes. Another thing to add is, well, for those in the know, uh, generally speaking, white wines are best served chilled and red wines are best served at room temperature. Because we wanted to... What? Cellar temperature. Sorry, cellar temperature. (laughs) White wines should be chilled, red wines should be served at cellar temperature, right? Thank you. You're welcome. As a matter of course, I guess I generally serve reds at room temperature, so uh, apparently I'm screwing that up. But at any rate, for the purpose of this contest, we have placed all of the wines in the refrigerator to chill for a short period of time so that they are all going to be at the same temperature. That way we will not be able to use that as a clue. Anything else? I think that's it. Okay. (laughs) Say that we're getting an ounce of each. Uh, Yes. The pours will be one ounce each in separate glasses, and guesses will be given immediately after sampling each. All right, warn me when you're ready so I can affix my blindfold. Okay. I'm halfway done. Okay. Ooh, this is exciting. I, I, I can't handle the anticipation. Don't forget to write down the order that you're giving them to me. I am writing it down as I pour them. Okay. That pen works, right? Yep. Okay, good. I'm just going to put my blindfold on now. I actually just poured the last one. 
So You're also going to have to guide me that I'm not going to bump into my microphone while I'm doing this. <laughs> so I think if you reach with like your right hand, I will be able to just kind of, well, that's your water glass. Yeah, let me so move, move that. that. And I'll hand it to you somewhere around there. I think I'm going to put everything That's my plate. Out. Okay. I think I'm going to put them all out in the center, and then I will hand you each one, okay? Yes, that's uh, a good idea. So you're blindfolded? I am blindfolded. I can't see a thing. Are you recording? I am still recording. Okay, so then I'm going to bring in the wines. Okay. And make sure I keep them in the correct order. Just to let you know, you're going small glass, small glass, large glass, large glass, small glass, small glass. Thank you. And we are using stemless glasses, as it will be probably a little bit safer to handle them. We think. Well, it works for us around the house on a casual drinking basis. All right, I'm back. Okay, I can hear you. Let me get my laptop out of the way so that I can safely hand you the glasses. (laughs) This is kind of fun. (laughs) Well, that's the point, right? Yes. Okay, are you ready for your first wine? Now I, I am ready. I, I have thought about this sort of thing for a while because I have always heard that it's really hard to tell the difference between a red and a white unless you look at them. But it always seems to me like, oh, this is going to be super easy. It so seems I'm, that way, but I'm I have a really feeling it's going to be deceptive. Now. Okay. Especially with all at the same temperature. Are you ready? I am ready. Here is your first wine. Okay. All right, it is in my hand. I guess I should sniff it before I drink it. Smells like wine. He's sniffing. <laughs> it's like You're golf like commentator. Commentator. He's sniffing the wine. Okay. He's lining up his drink. He's checking the green. The liquid is entering his mouth. <laughs> Don't make me snarf it. <laughs> Tastes like wine? Mm-hmm. Are you going to finish the whole thing on the first try, huh? Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to think, I think I'm going to try to leave a little bit in case I have to go back to anything. Oh, shoot. I should have thought of that. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. I'll move this out of the way, too. Okay. Red, white, rosé, or orange? <sighs> you know, I realize this is going to be a little tricky because I don't really drink rosé. <laughs> also, I don't know how different an orange wine would taste from a white wine or a red wine. But... I guess neither of us has ever had an orange wine. Correct. So that really throws a wild card into the mix. Mm -hmm. I am going to guess that it is a red. Okay. Do you want to guess the specific? Um, It's a cab or a pinot if it's a red. That's right. Cab or pinot. Okay. That's Cabernet or Pinot Noir for those of you less familiar. Yes. Um, Cabernet Sauvignon. I will... I'll say the cab for now. Okay. Here is your second wine. Okay. I really have to resist doing the golf commentary because <laughs> I feel like nobody can see what you're doing, so should I be describing these I just don't want to snarf it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let me know if you need me to take it. <laughs> hang on a second. All right. What were our choices for whites again? Choices for whites are a Chardonnay and a Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. I am going to say that that is a white Chardonnay. White Chardonnay. Okay. <laughs> number three. Wine number three. This is the the larger. We have two different yes, size glasses, yes. so this is I a larger glass. Yep. And I know my glasses, so <laughs> yes. I can tell this is the bigger one. Okay. 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is the orange Pinot Grigio. Okay. Here is wine number four. Also in a large glass. Correct. Hang on. Before I have this, I want to... Where's my water glass? <laughs> wow. Hold on a second. <laughs> well, this is... If nothing else, this is certainly an exercise in what it's like to be blind. Yes. <laughs> I was not prepared for the water glass. Uh, that's the mouse. A little further... Mm -hmm. No. All right. That's the table, but that's close enough. The glass. Bottom glass is dry. Okay. I got the wine glass. Yes. Honestly, if I were doing the golf commentary, it would be the same every time. He's sniffing the wine. <laughs> hmm. I'm not too sure on that one, but for now I'm going to say it's the rosé. Okay. Let me write that down. I'm just trying to think. I don't believe I've had any of the specific wines that we are trying before. I know I've had at least one because it was an open bottle. Right. There is the next wine okay, in, I've got the fifth in one. his hand. Hmm. Starting to feel like this is going to be way more entertaining for us than the listeners. I'm <laughs> um, not sure about this one, but for now, I'll say the white Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. And here is the final wine. Okay. I was swirling the glass, not that you could see or hear it, but I was swirling the glass <laughs> so that yeah, wine could swish around on the bottom. And I, sorry, I just hit the microphone by accident. He's swirling with the wine. wine glass. He's hit the microphone by accident. <laughs> <laughs> He's checking the direction of the green, <laughs> lining up his putt. Well, I guess the only one I haven't guessed yet is the Pinot Noir, so I'm not sure that this is it, though. You can guess the same thing twice if you think it's something different. You, you, there's, there's, nothing, there's no rule that says you can't guess the same thing twice. All right. Um, I'm maybe going to say that this is the rosé. Okay. So, so which you, one did I previously guess was the rosé before? You guessed number four was the rosé. Could you hand that one back to me? Well, shouldn't I be telling you first if everything was correct, or do you want to... Oh, okay. You, 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 you're locked in for right, now so until I tell you see. how many... So as I recall, I said number one was the Cab Sauvignon. Correct. Number two, I think I thought was the orange wine. Uh, number two, you said, was the Chardonnay. Okay. Number three, you said, was the orange. Okay. Number four, you said, was the rosé. All right. Number five, five Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Six, you said rosé again. Did I? You okay, did. right, right, right. Now, right. well, obviously, I didn't get them all right. I, <laughs> right. I guess if you guess the same thing twice, that's impossible. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you specifically which reds and whites you got correct. This well, is, this okay. guess was just red, white, or other. Yeah. So, out of those, you got, let me see, one. Are you going by the types of wine? Types of wine. Okay. So, I'm going to say if you got a red, for a red, it's correct. Okay. If you've got a white for a white, and a rosé for the rosé, and orange for the orange. Yeah. Or orange, whichever way you'd like to pronounce that, you got two correct. Oh, shit. <laughs> two out of six. Wow. <laughs> now, it, here's a question, though. Should we count rosé and orange together? So, like, if you guessed rosé for orange or orange for rosé, should that oh, be considered correct? Oh, it's like correct? just the third category is in it's not a white or a red? Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. If that's the case... I mean, obviously, that kind of reveals something, but then you got three correct. All right. Now, which you pretty, oh. you almost finished wine number one. There's like maybe like a drop left. 
Okay. Which do you want to go back for? And let, you can ask me what you guessed on any of them. All right. So the first one I said was the Cab Sauvignon. Correct. All right. Do you I, want to... That's the only red you guessed. The only red I guessed correctly? The only red you guessed. Oh, yes. Right, right, right. Okay. You guessed rosé right. twice. Do you want to go back to number four, which was the first rosé Yeah, guess? let me try number four. Okay. Here is number four, which you guessed rosé. Okay. Which may or may not have been correct. And there's the microphone again. Yes. <laughs> you want the other one you guessed rosé? Yes, please. This was number six, which you also guessed rosé. Okay. And you guessed orange for number three, which I can give you that, that one back as well if you'd like. So those were the two you guessed rosé, and then you guessed orange for a different one. And one of those three now we know is correct. <laughs> well, I might not know because I've never had an orange wine before. <laughs> right. Maybe we shouldn't have thrown that in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it makes it's kind of a wild card. Yeah. Um, but then again, for me, it wouldn't be much different than trying to guess if it was a rosé. Probably, um, probably not. I don't really know what an orange wine tastes like, if it tastes like a rosé or a white. Well, unfortunately, my logical brain is not able to determine which one I did get right, <laughs> based on what you told me. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Well, I mean, you might not have gotten any specifically correct. Yeah, right. It's just the categories. Yes, red, white, or other. Okay. Ah, uh, boy. Do you wish to double check number three or any of them? Do you want to change anything? I mean, you guessed rosé twice, so you Let should me... probably change one of those. Yeah, but... yeah. All right, I will... That was number six. Do you want anything else back? You guessed... Yeah, can I try three again? Okay. This was the one that you guessed orange. Is this as difficult as it's seeming? It's kind of tricky, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to say I think... I'm going to change this one. Okay. And say that this is the Pinot Noir. Okay. So let me take that back. So now you're saying... So now I need to... Okay, so a four and six. Well, it's really a, a, a shot in the dark because I wouldn't really know the taste of them individually right. well enough to be able to discern. So so based on that, you're thinking one is the rosé and the other one is the orange. I'm going to go with that just because I okay. don't... That's really fine, no better because you've point. guessed everything else. Yeah, so I guessed everything else. Which so do you wish to guess for which? I will, I guess I'll say six is the orange. Okay. And keep four at the rosé. All right. So, so I think that's all of them, right? Yes. Let's see that. Okay. Uh, so red correct, two correct, three, four out of six. Wow. Four out of six correct for the category. For the category. So okay. that's four points. All right. Did we, did we discuss points? Yes, I we think did we did. Okay. It's one point for guessing the correct category of the wine, and yes. it's an additional point for each wine that's exactly guessed right. Yes, and for that, but that's only red or white. Correct. You don't get an additional point for getting the orange or the rosé correct. We don't? No. Well, we we discussed putting them, lumping them together in the same category only yes. midway through, but I would say you should get a bonus point if you, if you guessed are able that correct. to correctly guess those two. I thought we said we weren't going to do that. Oh. I think we should. Are you just saying that because you think you got one of those correct? No, I, I just think it's fair if we're gonna if we're gonna award bonus points for guessing the correct red or white. All right. Well, in that case, you got six points. Okay. I'm so pretty pleased you can, with that result. You can remove your blindfold. Okay, I'm going to do that. Um. So the first one. Whoa! <laughs> I can see. It's a miracle. Um. It's, it's bright. bright. Yeah. <laughs> the first one you guessed the Cabernet. That is the Pinot. 
No kidding. Yeah. And wow. There's a, there's a little drop left in there if you want I to double check that. anything. Yeah. All right. The second one you guessed, rosé, that is the Chardonnay. Okay. You would think knowing this might give me an advantage going into my round, but I'm paying so little attention. <laughs> the third one you guessed was the Pinot. It is the Cab. I see that now. Does it taste different when you can see it? Well, now it tastes like a Cab, so <laughs> go figure. The fourth you guessed was the Rosé. It is the Chardonnay. Hmm. So you got the Chardonnay and the Rosé mixed up, unless I made a mistake, but I don't think so. <laughs> okay. The fifth one you got correct. That is the Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. Sauvignon Blanc, I think, has a pretty distinct taste, but I could be wrong. And the sixth one you also got correct, that is the orange wine. Well, now I'm all drinking them in rapid succession and out of order and not cleansing my palate in between, so <laughs> it's throwing me off a little bit. Yeah, I would think. So that's pretty good. That's six points. Out I, of a, I'm, I'm pleased with that result. Out, I guess out of a possible 12? Yeah, 12 uh, would have been the maximum score, so six. Okay, I think I'll you're going to do better. That. We needed some sort of uh, prize. I don't know what the prize is. Get to drink the rest of the wine. Six pack of beer. <laughs> Six pack of beer for guessing the wine correct. There you go. Uh, All right. You got to pour a, for a, me. Wine, a, a wine of the other person's choosing to be named later. Yeah. There you go. Or you just get to keep all the wines. Well, that's a lot of wine. That is a lot of wine, yeah. <laughs> We were going to, you know, drink some of these during the week with dinner after this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I warned Erin. Jim provided half. I provided the other half. I warned Erin uh, when she's going to come home later. Hey, uh, get prepared. We'll, we'll have something to drink with dinner. <laughs> we'll have a wine to kill, a lot of wine to kill off. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we got to either rinse right. out or you got to chug the rest of that and uh, you got to re-pour for me. Yes. All right. Well. And we'll see how I do. So what if I learned from uh, Jim's round uh not a thing well not a i thing. i think i tried not to give away any clues as far yeah, as the, you didn't really discuss your tastings right i, I guess i can do discussing that i was just making a guess as far as what i thought it was i wasn't mm-hmm. saying why i thought it was that i think so. at this point it seems to be clear that perhaps if we can and in, in uh, doing this sort of thing in the future we can try to include a third party who can prep everything so that we can kind of compete without yeah, well, this was for logistical reasons. It was just easier yeah, to I, I, set up and, our own and tasting. I, I think that will probably be the norm just because it is easier and we don't have to rely on other people. But, you You're know. watching me just go through and chug the rest yeah, of these. Yeah, Jim's just going through them one at a time here. So, <laughs> And now my palate's really all messed up. Yeah. All right. So Jim will go off and fill and uh, we will have me taste and see what I can do. That's right. All right, mister. Are yeah. you ready? Uh, ready as I'll ever be, I guess. Okay, so the uh, foot's on the other hand now, and I will be pouring, <laughs> I'll be pouring the wine for Glenn here, mm-hmm. and he will have to do what I just did as far as making guesses. So Yes, just, I, I, am, I am looking forward to embarrassing myself. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting. Uh, uh, we'll see yeah. how we compete. So again, just to remind, it is one point to guess whether it is a red. Yep. Or a white. Red, white, or, or neither other. of the two. <laughs> Right. And then it's an additional bonus point for each one you guess exactly correctly. Okay. And just a reminder, the types are the Orange Pinot Grigio, the Cabernet Sauvignon, the Rosé, the Chardonnay, the Pinot Noir, and the Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. Is that in order? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really bad if you just gave me the whole order. I don't. I didn't remember what you said, but... <laughs> well, that's okay, because I can... Uh... I can uh, shuffle them around like three-card mine. Right did, you, did you actually do that? <laughs> I'm not telling. 
Don't don't forget, I already had my tasting. Yeah, well, this is true, but I mean, <laughs> we're we're limiting to an ounce, so that's only a little bit more than one glass of wine total. Oh crap! That is funny. <laughs> so remember, this is the, you guess. <laughs> this is what we're guessing in the order that we're guessing it. Well, you know, it's all a learning experience, so, so that's good. Oh, it's, I see. I'm blindfolded. I almost ate the microphone there. <laughs> Where is it? There it is. <laughs> now I got a bigger problem. I don't know what's what. <laughs> did you actually just mix it all up? I did. All right, so let's go well, back wait to the drawing. Well, I mean... There's at least one or two of them I think I uh, can get right. You think you can get Well, right. I can tell by the color. Well, I, I, you, you can tell the difference between red and white, but you don't know which red and... Which red and which right, well, white. Other, oh, wow, that's God. hard to say. Which red and which white. I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to start over. Okay. I'm sorry. Hey, no, that's fine. Ah. Hey, you know, it's all, it's all a learning experience. Can we get some better, higher quality blindfolds in here? Because these are not very comfortable. <laughs> you brought your own. So, yeah, well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's our blindfold budget? Uh, <clears throat> probably higher negative than negative three dollars. Negative three dollars. Okay. <laughs> All right. Everything report now. Yeah. Ready to go yeah, this time. Now, I don't tell up. me the order again. I'm not saying a word, but I've already given the names of the wines that we're doing. Yes, and, and I also remember anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I put them in a different order. Okay. So not that I remember the order. Exactly. It was anyway. But it doesn't matter because whatever order I gave is not the order I'm going to serve them in. Okay. But I have it written down. As long as you know I what order you are giving this them. time. Okay. All right. Are we ready to go? We are. As with my pours, I'm going to give you the two smaller glasses first, then, then the two, two larger, big. and then two smaller. Okay. All right? So, so if you're ready, glass. here is glass number one. Okay. What if I'm not ready? All right. Too late. I have the glass. I had to see. Now I'm still doing... Why am I still doing the glass? <laughs> He's I doing his own glass. commentary. He's sniffing the wine. <laughs> I will Smel- be respectful and like wine. snarf it. This doesn't smell like a red to me. Okay. Wow. It tastes like one. I think these have warmed up since you had them, too. Well, that's... But they're still all at the same temperature. That's what counts. They are all at the same temperature because they've been sitting out since we started pouring them. And also, I washed the glasses in between, so... What was that? Uh, that was that was my computer. Somebody oh, sent a okay. message. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Boy, it really doesn't... The smell and the taste don't match. I guess I was not that uh, vocal, <laughs> but I didn't want to give any clues. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can. You can say whatever that. you want because I'm done. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's the orange. You're saying that is the orange. Okay. All right, you good with that one for now? For now. Okay. Here is number two. Okay. Number two. That smells more like a red. A little swirl. He's swirling his glass. No. Chardonnay. You're saying that is the Chardonnay. I am saying that is the Chardonnay. Okay. Here is number... Number three, coming at you. Okay. Coming at you at number three. (laughs) All right, Casey. Oh, that smells good, whatever it is. Oh, interesting. Peppery Pinot. You're saying that is the Pinot. I am saying that is the Pinot. Red Pinot. Okay. Here... Here is number four. Okay. Swirly swirl. Smelly smell. 
Getting oak on that one. I don't know if the Chardonnay is oaked or not. I should have looked at that. Darn. I don't know. It doesn't always say, anyway. Uh, usually they make that distinction, but in this well, case, I don't recall. I, I feel like they say if it's unoaked, they don't always say if it is oaked. True. I have no idea what that is. I'm going to guess the rosé on that one. The rosé. Okay. I feel like I'm going so fast on these. All right. That is the fourth one. You ready to move on? Uh, yes. Okay. There is number five. Number five. So what do I have left? I have the Sauvignon Blanc and the uh, 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 Cab. That is correct. Those are the guessed. two you have not guessed okay. yet. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sniff. I think my nose is missing the glass. <laughs> You're holding the glass. How can, I, I, how is that possible? <laughs> I'm not very coordinated, <laughs> but at least I didn't give away the uh, order on you. You have a drinking problem, but it's not the same one you thought. Ever see Airplane? Yes. <laughs> Get a little bit of water in here. Okay, you got the glass. He's got the water. They all start to run together after a while, don't they? They kind of do. And also, if you're doing a normal tasting of wine, you tend to drink them in a certain order. You're definitely you're going to have yeah. your whites, then your reds, and then your sweets, usually. But not Boy, that we have I any sweets in this batch. But since we're going way out of order, it's going to throw you off. I'll tell you though, I. I I'm going to say that that is, oh, I don't know. He's a little stumped on this one. That's the cab. That is the cab you're saying. That is what I am saying. Okay. Whether whether or not I'm correct, I have no idea. All right. I'm going to get through and I'm going to get them all right. I suppose at this point I would have been hearing Jim going. <gasps> there is number six. And the only thing I have not guessed is the Sauvignon Blanc, correct? That is correct. Oh, and that is the Sauvignon Blanc. Wait, <laughs> I thought for sure when I smelled it, because it's got like a grassy smell to it. But then when you tasted it? When I taste it, hmm, it's different. That might be the orange, but I'm just going to say Sauvignon Blanc for now. Sauvignon Blanc. Now, when you tell me what's right or wrong, it's only going to be the category, not the specific wine. So you just want to tell me, you, you just want me to tell you the categories. Well, you don't. No, you don't tell me the categories. You just tell me. You just how, want me to tell you how, how many, many you got correct, correct based on category. Correct. Yes. The categories being white, red, or neither. Yes. Okay. So purely on that basis, on the category, mm -hmm. you got them all. Damn! Wow. Okay. So apparently, I can tell the difference between red and white. All right. Now, I believe when you went back and and retasted, you at least uh, I I told you what you guessed, right? I will tell you what you guessed, yes. Okay. So I would like to... Okay. All right. I, I guess it's up to you whether or not you're going to allow this. Okay. I can't remember what I did with you. Can I get the ones that I guessed? Like, can I say, give me what I guessed as the Pinot and as the Cab back to back? Can I request that? I think I gave you a similar thing. I think I told you what you guessed. Yes. When you I, I think based on what I guessed, you gave me back ones to try again. Okay. Then so, I would yeah, like to try, number one, I believe I guessed the Pinot. That is not correct. Oh. <laughs> Apparently I already <laughs> forgot what I guessed. All right, whichever one I guessed is the Pinot, I would okay, like to I, re I would like one. to retry the For Pinot the record, and the Cab. you guessed number three is the Pinot. Okay, so. Would you like to try that one again? I would like the Pinot again and okay. followed by the Cab again, or what I guessed as the Cab again. You guessed number five is the Cab. Okay. So I will give you first, here's number three. Okay. This is what I guessed as Pinot. 
peppery. That was a lot more left than I thought. I just had a really big <laughs> mouthful. He gulped it. Yeah. Did I finish it? Uh, almost. So that's either a Pinot or a Cab. All right. All right. Now and you still want to try the Cab the follow the one I get the one I guessed is Cab. Yes. Okay, that would be this one. Okay, number five. That's good, whatever it is. <laughs> but they're both a little peppery. Oh, sorry. Uh -oh. I, you did that a couple did times too. too. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to because yeah, your mouth hard. is by the mic. So yeah, yeah. Have to, I'll have to put in an overhead mic so it's not yeah, right in front go. of your face. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't think that far ahead. Get the booth set up better. Yeah. Well, $4,800. Should I go for it on Craigslist? <laughs> All right. He just did some sort of weird slurping. You probably thing. heard it. We heard it, but I don't know <laughs> if anybody would be able to tell what that was. I'm just trying to aerate it in my mouth. <laughs> okay. I should know this. So what are your I, thoughts? I, I should not. I mean, I'm thinking that this is a little on the light side. They both have like a kind of peppery, which is, I feel like Pinots can be peppery, but Pinot is usually a lighter wine. Like a chilled Pinot can really taste like a white. And I'm wondering if that has given me an advantage that they've worn, warmed up a little. Mm. I'm going to stick with those two. I am not changing those answers. All right. Are there any others you'd like oh, to try I, again? Oh, I, I want to retry all of them, especially now that I know I got the, the all right, category. So, here's, so let, let's do the let's do the rosé and the orange first. So I would like right, the so for the number one, one I, you guessed orange. Okay, I would like the rosé guess first. That was number four. So I would like that one first. Okay. So here here's is number four. Okay. It's hard for me. As, so a, an orange wine is a white prepared like a red. Yes. It's got a nice bouquet, whatever it is. It's pretty smooth and light, which makes me lean more towards the rosé. He's really studying this. Well, I want to get, I want to beat you. I know I've already tied you because you got six points. So if I get any of these actually correct, if I get them all wrong, but in the right categories, then we tie. So the worst I can do is tie. Not necessarily. If you decide to switch any answers and you switch categories. Uh, that's true. That's true. Well, I'm not going to switch categories. Why would I switch categories? If I know I got all well, the categories kind of silly. I it admit. would be dumb, yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. Light-bodied, pretty smooth, not very tannic. And let me have the one that I guessed. Uh, all right, that was the one I guessed orange, right? And that this... was the one you guessed as rosé. Okay, I guessed that one rosé. Correct. So let me have the one that I guessed orange. That okay. would be this one, number one. Here's the one I guessed orange, and that was the first one that really confused me. It was also the first one you tasted. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. They're actually very similar. Let me get a little water. Well, this is where I got messed up because yeah, I it, didn't... Well, you got the orange right. That that one you guessed correctly. Yeah. Well, rosé, I didn't have, what, what do you want to call it, palate memory, so yeah. to speak, because I haven't really had rosés very much. Mm -hmm. I have them once in a while, once or twice a year. I'm trying to determine... I, I feel like leaving the skins in makes something more tannic, so I feel like the, the orange should be a little more tannic. This has something that's kind of like got that puckering in the sides of the mouth, like a little acidic almost. Sorry, the longer you take, the more, more you'll have to edit out later. <laughs> Unless you want this to be a feature-length podcast. <laughs> there you go. All right. I, 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 I think I'm... So that one I guessed orange, correct? That one you guessed orange. I'm sticking with those two as well. Okay. I, I, let me get a, the, the crackers over here somewhere. Crackers. Yes. <laughs> They're falling right. off the plate. Sorry. 
Okay, okay. This, this is a cracker. <laughs> it's a white cracker? It's definitely a cracker. All right. So your guesses. So far, I've, I haven't changed anything, and I have the, the whites remaining, correct? You're not, you haven't changed anything yet. You tried, you the, retried everything except for the two that you guessed as whites. Okay. Let me get the one. Actually, I don't care which one is, is first. I, I just, I want to. Uh, you want to retry the two that you guessed I as wanna, whites? I do want to try retry those, see if I want to switch okay. either of those. So this one I'm giving you is number six. Okay. You guessed it to six. be the Sauvignon Blanc. And this was mostly because I had nothing left. No, not only that. It's got the grassy smell. I'm not sure how entertaining this is going to be for folks to listen to, but it's a lot of fun. Maybe we should put some music in the back. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, so that's what I guessed is Sauvignon Blanc. That is what you guessed is Sauvignon and Blanc. And let's finish it up with what I guessed is Chardonnay. Okay, that is... I just handed you number two. That is what you guessed is a Chardonnay. Okay. That's the Sauvignon Blanc. Are you going to change your answer? I'm not sure yet. Let me let me okay. let me finish this before I make that decision. Okay. I I really thought it doesn't seem to be a very distinctive Sauvignon Blanc. That was the open bottle that I brought, though, wasn't it? <laughs> well, the Sauvignon Blanc was the open yeah. bottle that you brought. Yeah, I believe so. And I'm wondering if that's been open a little too long. I can't speak to that, Glenn. <laughs> I'm getting more oak in this, and I don't feel like Sauvignon Blanc is usually that oaky. Wow, he's really breaking this down. I'm not changing anything. I'm going to stick with my original instincts. So you're going to keep all your original answers. Keeping all of my original answers, right, yes. So just for the record, you guessed one is orange, two, the one you just tried again, you guessed is a Chardonnay, mm -hmm. three is a Pinot Noir, four is a Rosé, five is a Cabernet Sauvignon, and six is a Sauvignon Blanc. Okay, I'll take okay. your word for that. <laughs> so you're not going to change any of your answers? I am not. All right, so because you've not changed any of your answers, of course, you still got all the categories correct, so you get right. six points. Mm -hmm. Okay, as far as exact guesses, yeah, you got four of them. Damn. So you clearly bested me with <laughs> 10 points. Which two did I miss? The two then? that you did not get were the rosé and the orange. You had them swapped. Wow. I'm Congratulations, surprised. sir. Well played. I am surprised that I did that well. Okay. Put your glasses back on and read that. Well, I, I can read it without my glasses. <laughs> I just can't I just can't see without my well, wait a minute. That makes no sense. <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> I can see uh close up, I can't see distance. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm thoroughly impressed. I, I'm I'm thoroughly surprised. I, I I would like to say that I was, you know, oh yeah, of course I knew exactly what I was doing, but <laughs> I did not know exactly what I was doing. I, you know, tried to verbalize some of my reasons behind the guesses, but uh, I, again, it's just it's still just guesses, and I, and it really, I will be honest, it was definitely a lot harder than I would have initially expected it to be. But it's very difficult to tell the difference between whites and reds without so, looking. So what I found is after I knew which one was which, and I, I still had some left, and you mm -hmm. don't really have any left here, but nope. I drank them, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, of course that's that. Yeah, I, but when you're seeing it, though, yeah. then of course so, you're going to guess that. So depending on the sensitivity of your palate, I guess it can be not as easy to discern what they are without seeing it and knowing what mm -hmm. you're expecting to drink and what it's right. expecting to taste like. And I, I, I do also think I, I said something in there if the temperature had anything to do with it. Because yeah. what I was drinking was 
kind of it was pretty much room temperature by the time i got to it and i think right. yours were still a bit all, chilled. all mine were still somewhat chilled yes. yeah and i i do wonder if that made a difference or not it's an interesting supposition yeah and you could certainly use that as an excuse <laughs> <laughs> so i only else. got what six right and you got you got 10. six points, points i got 10 points okay so all right. well i, I win i owe you a bottle of something there you go <laughs> If you'd Maybe like I, to take any of those home, no. I'll take the crackers. <laughs> Congratulations, you win crackers. That sounds like the consolation prize. Yeah, kind of. Some some of the folks in our studio, our folks in our studio audience will receive this yes. box of crackers. Check under your chair. You get a cracker, and you get a cracker, and you get. <laughs> so I think we can wrap things up there because we've probably taken up more than enough of your time, and yeah. I'm sure we've edited way down on all of that tasting. If anybody, I hope it was fun for you. It was certainly fun. And I educational enjoyed it. For yeah. Us. It was it's definitely an interesting experience to try to see how good my palate really was yeah. without the the benefit of well for two things one well for three things I should say <laughs> two three things no no one oh, expects the Spanish Inquisition <laughs> um, <laughs> well the fact that they're all the same temperature mm-hmm. the fact that I'm drinking them out of an order that you'd not normally would drink them in if you're doing yep. wine tasting and what was the other one I don't not know. really cleansing my palate in between. Yeah. And not being able to see them. I tried to cleanse my palate a little bit. Like once I knew which were red, which which were white, once I knew I guessed that correctly, it was a little easier to. Yeah, I I could see that that being a lot easier. And the orange and rosé, I think it's just like a lot less familiar with that. Yeah, exactly. It's just a little more difficult. Yeah, I think when you're locked in, you had less to lose if you knew that, oh, I got the type right. Exactly. So now I just have to hone in. Okay, well, which red is which? Mm -hmm. I was very, very tempted to swap the Pinot Noir and the Cab, Mm -hmm. but it was just a little bit lighter on what I thought was the Pinot, but they were both, they're both good, by the way, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, they both had that that pepperiness that I kind of associate with the Pinot. Okay. I would associate that more with the Cabernet over the Pinot, usually. Mm, Interesting, Usually I think of a Pinot as more of a mild. I think those were were good ones to try to tell the difference between. Uh, The other one we had was a Merlot, and I actually think that that would have been a little more distinct. well, maybe. Who knows? Next time. <laughs> All right. Next time we'll just line up six different reds and try to... <laughs> well, if you're still we'll with beer. us, if we haven't bored you to death, thank you for joining us for this first episode. Very much appreciate it, and hopefully you have subscribed so you can hear more of our ridiculous inanities, and we might have some scripted content coming your way, so that should be fun. That's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> and... Beyond that, like I said, subscribe. Please tell some friends because the more the word gets out there, the more subscribers we'll get and the more successful we'll be. And we'd just like to get ourselves out there and see what people think. Yes, piggybacking on our own, you know, community theater celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we're famous. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and of course, if you do have any feedback, I'm sure we've got a website, but uh, not going to, well, I don't know. We can plug that. I think it's show.backstage.link, probably. I don't remember the show part, but okay. <laughs> well, I'm it's the new the website know. that isn't All quite right. out there yet, but it should be show.backstage.link. If you say so. Yes. And there's that phone number. 818 818- Three nine six seven eight five six. Please feel free to give us a message and let us know what you'd like to hear us do next. And with that, that's our show.
Thanks for sticking around for our bonus segment. We're not doing outtakes because that was like the backstage shows thing. That so. is so backstage show. What we have that now. So last podcast. Yes. <laughs> so what would have been an outtake probably would have been you uh, giving away <laughs> all of the wines. But <laughs> since that was in there, but we still had all of those wines. So uh, Jim just poured them all I, into one glass. I and now we get to taste all, that. All of them in one glass. So Glenn and I each have a sample of that. So we're going to try that now. Yes. Yeah, so that's uh, one glass of orange wine, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Rose, Cabernet, and Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Smells kind of like wine. Cheers. Mm. Why does it taste sweeter? It tastes sweeter. Yes, what it the does. Heck? I was thinking this, the same like thing. Like none of them individually it. really tasted sweet, but this no. tastes sweet. That is That's, weird. It's almost, I mean, I wouldn't quite say it's like sangria tasting, but it's, this feels like if you put some fruit juice in it, it would actually make a decent sangria. Yeah. <laughs> and it is equal amounts of all of them. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's not bad, but it definitely tastes sweeter than any of them did individually. Yeah. And it's not bad. I, I don't like... Actually, it tastes a little bit like Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's not that sweet. <laughs> well, no, I mean like Kool-Aid where you have to add the sugar yourself and you don't add as much as they tell... Or you only I, add as much as they tell you and it's not enough. <laughs> I've never done that, so I wouldn't know. The I, only I Kool-Aid... Don't I don't think I've ever had post-mixed Kool-Aid. I think I've only had it pre-mixed. I was uh, more of a Hawaiian punch man growing okay. up. Okay. No, we had the uh, the little <laughs> the packets, the packets. Yeah, yeah. that you had to add your own sugar to. But that's not horrible. Yeah, I can't say re- it doesn't really... None of the particular qualities of any of the individual wines pop out no. from this. No, they don't. I mean, it's not good, but it's not horrible. <laughs> All right. That'll well, do now it. we know. Now we know, yes. Thanks for tuning in.